friends, welcome to episode 389 of the Chair Shop Podcast. We are back. WrestleMania is over for another year. Uh, we're moving on. It's the start of a brand new season. Season premiere of wrestling and season premiere of the Chair Shop Podcast. Uh, I am joined by my good friend, Paul Griffin. Hi, Paul. Hello, Joe. Uh, not joined this week by uh, Barry Murphy who decided he couldn't be bothered, he doesn't care about the fans. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll be back next next time, but for now, you've got, it's been a while, isn't it, I think, since we had a little two-hander. Um, uh, I don't know, on maybe, one hand, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. But I, I think it was when I was in America. Was it? I think so, yeah, it's been a few months. But even if it doesn't feel like that long since you and I did one. Mm. Time flies. Mm. Time does indeed fly. Um, so yeah, so we got all the all the usual stuff to talk about. Uh, so we'll, we'll dive straight in to the life guff. Well, Paul, how are you living? I'm okay, but I I want to jump straight into something else because oh my Jesus Christ! It's rare we do the podcast. This is like Monday Nitro on the on Just... on the we are hot on the heels of such news. Of such Who's breaking news, and I don't know if Natty, do you do do you hear about the news that happened today? Natty's sick, by the way, so she's not no. going to be. Natty always makes her little cameos in the podcast. She's not well, unfortunately. What happened was Rusev is out of the match with Undertaker. No, I'm only joking. John Cena and Nikki Bella broke up. What? Yeah, engagement over. Love is not real anymore. I was surprised they didn't do an angle out of it since their engagement was fake in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably not, but No, yeah. That would have been a good Just little heel story. Yeah, no, it was in um was it People magazine or Us Weekly, one of those American tabloids. John Cena, Nikki Bella, Finito. Please respect their privacy, all that guff. No, I will not respect your privacy, John Cena. So, sorry to Tell break me the news to you like that. Yes, the Miz was right. <laughs> the Miz was right. Very good. Oh, the Miz was right. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, and you remember when those two couples were feuding at WrestleMania last year? One of them broke up. One of them got a little baby and stuff. So, who was the I'll real? Baby. Who was the real? Couple? Who's the real winner? Uh, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I always thought Maurice was better looking than Nikki Bella. Anyway. And I, and I think The Miz is a more conventionally handsome man than John Cena is. John Cena is an odd-looking tree-faced man. He does look like a foot, doesn't he, basically? <laughs> so anyway. Big foot came to life. That's John Cena. If you came to the podcast um, for John Cena and Nikki Bella analysis, it is upcoming. We'll save that for yeah, later. Got, yeah, seven hours of that to come. Life guff. Um, Natty's not well, unfortunately. She got... What do you have, technically? Like a flu... A respiratory infection. I get that quite a lot. But you've got a particularly bad dose of it. <coughs> she ain't well. Um, listeners be happy to hear that I'm fine. Boo. <laughs> no, but don't boo. boo me being okay. <laughs> Who keeps saying that? We'll be going to John Cena and Nikki Bellaway if things are continuing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit sick after the football at the weekend. Um, That's not... Uh, well, that's... For, 
it, the season's over, so I don't know if we need The season's pretty much over. United played uh, West Brom at the weekend. A very, very feeble attempt to win a football yeah. game, I would say. Very. It's like they didn't even want to win it. They got one just... eye on the old holidays already. Yeah. FA Cup semi-final, I still Paul Pogba saying, off to the south of France already, baby, with my mind. My body is here, but my mind is on the beach. Oh, um, bonjour. <laughs> uh-huh. Oui, oui. La plage, as they call it over there. Uh, so that was quite poor, but I believe you're at a more exciting game, Joe. Um, yes. Um, I went to uh, Wembley Stadium on Ooh. Saturday. Hello. Uh, the new one, not the old one, because they knocked that down. Uh, Is it in the same place, the new stadium? Yeah, but yeah. Same, I don't know. Same. Same patch of land, basically. Did the old Wembley have the same kind of Wembley walk or the Wembley way? Yeah, there was something. I can't really remember it. It's a bit more kind of grand now, I think. Right. And you've got Wembley Arena there as well. Um, well, I went to see TNA. Um, so weirdly, I saw, I saw WWF at Wembley Stadium and then TNA at Wembley Arena. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Anyway... Um, yeah, so a fella at work had, had some tickets, so a bunch of us bunch of us went on Saturday to uh, watch the old footy. Yeah. Uh, Spurs, of course, their ground's been knocked down and rebuilt, so they are playing at Wembley Stadium this season. Um, so it was, a, it was a capacity crowd, must have been a good 70,000 people there. Um, it, was, it was a bit like a WrestleMania, but <laughs> uh, without all the disappointing wrestling matches. Right. Um so it was good. It was good. I haven't actually been to the new Wembley since they built it, and it's been up a good ten years now. Um, it's my first time there. I've been to the old Wembley a few times. But yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, good to see some Premier League action. Obviously, it's strange watching a game live. It's a very different experience because you don't really know what's going on half the time because you don't have the commentators or replays to tell you like what's actually happening. Sure. So once you, once you miss something. Ah, uh, who knows? Could, <laughs> it could have been anything. Could have been a UFO. Who knows? Uh, Mister. Anyway, what's the next one? Um, yeah, that was good. And then a few drinks. And uh, yeah, that was that was my weekend. So good fun. Yeah, I've never been to um, Wembley. Obviously, um, mm. been to Croke Park a few times. That's kind of our Wembley. Yeah, that's a big uh, one. Isn't it? Which, funnily enough, uh, given all the the countries of Europe, I think. Wembley is like the second biggest in terms of capacity. And then yes. uh, Croke Park is third. Mm, you know what number good. one is? New Camp. It is. Very good. Yeah. Um, funny that Ireland would have number three, given that we don't really have uh, any, any sports that we're good at and a very tiny population. We have this like 85,000 yeah. seat yeah. stadium in the middle of Dublin. Bloody <laughs> ass word. It's very odd. I don't know. Do you just thought, I mean, we have obviously quite a few stadiums in London because there's a good, you know, All 10, 15 yeah. professional, you know, rugby and football teams. Um, but I don't know. Does everyone just play at Croke Park? Every well, sport? no, we've got two, Net, two, we've got two big stadiums uh, and many smaller ones in Dublin. You have, you have of course, yeah. uh, Croke Park and then you have the Aviva Stadium. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is where the Irish football team play. They don't, they don't play at Croke Park. Because mm. they would, <laughs> they would not fill a third of it. Um, <laughs> no. No. The Aviva Stadium is. I was looking it up here. Capacity fifty one thousand seven hundred. So it's still quite big, but not as yeah, big. Yeah. half the size of Croke yeah. Park, more or less. Yeah. 
That's where that's where I saw Manchester United play last summer. We we Sampdoria, which they won two one, and it was very good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's about for me for Lifecraft. Anything else? How was the you? game anyway? It was, usual. it was it was good. Um, it Spurs scored just before half time, which was fun because it kind of livened things up a bit. But then. Uh, I think City scored with 20 minutes to go or something, and that kind of finished the game. So it was quite quite good in the middle. Yeah, because we're obviously, we, not not Joe and I, but Manchester United are playing at Wembley against Tottenham Oh yeah, at the weekend. So hopefully, given how Spurs played, although seeing that we played also, well, yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll be able to do them, win the FA Cup and that. Hopefully. Um, I mean, it won't be all their fans as well, obviously. It'll only be... Um, Half, you know, half and half. Yeah. So hopefully they're demoralised. Fingers crossed. Um, Mourinho is usually decent in cups. Well, apart from the Champions League this season. <laughs> and the League Cup. And the League Cup. Yeah, no, the other ones. Who did we get knocked out of the League Cup by this year? One so bad. Um, fuck, I can't remember. Oh, um, it, was, it was Bristol City. Oh yeah, one yeah. Didn't they score? It was one 0 or something. Yeah, yeah they scored in the ninety third minute. Oh yeah, that's what happened. Uh, uh, football is bad. That was the yeah. only game that Zlatan scored in this season, I believe. Might you be about three. Yeah. So that's your life, Guff. Anyway, that's the life. Guff. Have, have you have you watched any telly, Guff? Uh, I've watched a little bit of telly. I've been watching um, some American Dad. I'm all caught up on that now. Okay. That's still okay. a show I, I really enjoy. Um, aside mm. from that, I'm trying to think, have I watched much else? Um, no, I think that's it. I, I was watching, you know, the footy. I was watching the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms yeah. of your classic TV, I think it's just been American Dad. Uh, Westworld is back next week, so I'm oh yeah, looking forward to okay. that. That's twenty interesting. Next Monday, it's back twenty third of mm. April. So fingers crossed for a good second season. Um, um, yeah. Apart from that, nothing. Yourself? I am. Um, uh, well, Silicon Valley came back a few, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So I've, I've been watching that. That's still. How is that with, still... without TJ Miller in it? Um, drastically improved because he's a, a Pratt. Oh yeah. Um, no, actually, I quite his character was quite funny. Um, kind of added a bit of unpredictability and a kind of uh, that kind of element to the show because all all the characters are quite meek, whereas he was obviously played like an arsehole. Yeah. So you kind of need that balance. Um, so yeah, I think it is a shame that he left, even though he is obviously a massive tool. Um. But yeah, it's still they still maintain the quality of the show. It's still very funny. I think they do a very good job. Um, although the show tends, in terms of plot, it tends to just go round and round in circles. Um, it's still always quite funny and, and very entertaining. So I do I do enjoy that show. Probably one of my favourite sitcoms that's on at the moment. All right. Um, that was good. Um, I also watched uh, episode two of the new series of Black Mirror. Um, I watched episode one as well some time ago. I didn't just skip to episode two. <laughs> um, episode one was pretty enjoyable. It's kind of sort of set on a, a Star Trek-esque spaceship. Um, 
but it's not really. Now that was quite enjoyable, but it wasn't very black mirror-y. Was that the it twist just kind of... that it wasn't really? Uh, no, you kind of know that from the start. It's Star um, Wars esque. Turns out they're just in a library or something. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, it was good, but it wasn't very black black mirror-y. It kind of just felt like a a big sci-fi concept. Um, it didn't have that kind of. I don't know. Black Mirror has that sort of small, almost kind of British quality to it, where it's like about small stories, whereas this felt like a big, it wanted to be like a big action-y type thing. But it was quite good. Um, the second one was about a girl whose mum gets like a chip implanted in her so she can like track everywhere she goes and so she, uh, see, also to kind of see through her eyes so you can see everything the daughter sees so that she, she doesn't get abducted or lost or anything. And then you see the daughter kind of growing up with this this chip, and it's it's kind of all about like um, you know overly attentive parents who don't let their kids you know give give their kids any freedom or let them make mistakes and everything like that. It was um, not great to be honest. <laughs> uh, probably one of the weaker episodes I've seen in the last couple of series. Um, it was directed by Jodie Foster, though, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, I don't think it had a, a particularly compelling kind of story to it. Um, so yeah, not not mixed mixed start to Black Mirror. Um, right. I, will, I will carry on. That's working the, that's that. always a, a show that I've been on the the precipice of watching is Black Mirror because mm. I do quite like the idea of it. I do quite like the Twilight Zone, uh, Tales of the Unexpected. Style. Mm, mm. I'm I'm a sucker for a clever twist as well. Yeah, um, and you do some episodes. They really, really nail it. Um, so it's worth watching more just to just for those kind of high points. I think mm, that might be on the mm. horizon for me potentially. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's Telly Garth. Any movies? I watched a movie. Sorry. I watched a single movie. Oh. Um. It's called Jumanji Two. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, what's that about? Um, Sounds good. <laughs> um, mm, is it good, though? Oh. Mm. So Jumanji... Or actually, excuse me, it's not even called Jumanji 2. It's just called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Mm. Um, starring The Rock. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Jack Black. Didn't know he was still alive. Uh, Kevin Hart <laughs> and Karen Gillan um, mm. also stars uh, Bobby Cannavale who I know from uh, Borok Empire season 3 he was great in that oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and so for those who saw the first Jumanji obviously it more or less follows on from there um, the Jumanji is no longer a board game it's now a video game how right. how that happened is not explained. Uh, just it is now. So just have that. Uh, and you have these these four these four kids, four uh, teenagers. Mm-hmm. One of them is played by a thirty year old man. Apparently, um, these four teenagers get put in detention and are cleaning out this dusty old room. And what do they come across? The bloody Jumanji video game. Now this is where the logic breaks a little bit. Joe, as you might recall from mm-hmm. the 1995 original, um, Robin Williams gets sucked into the board game of Jumanji and then comes out of the board game later on 
as a, a bearded man. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, in this movie, obviously not to spoil anything, but when you go into Jumanji, you come back out at the exact same moment. So the passage of time is working completely differently. Uh, that is also not explained in the movie. That's just a thing that happens. Um, mm-hmm. There is a little reference to um, to Robin Williams in it. I expected that there would be like a little photograph of him smiling, but it's mm. just the character's name is mentioned at some point during it. So let's get now to the review part of the movie. I'm going to say something that may shock you. Uh, and this might be why The Rock did not retweet my multiple tweets about how much I <laughs> was looking forward to Jumanji 2. Okay. So, are you sitting down, listeners? If you're not sitting down, you might want to sit down now. Stand up and then sit down again. Yeah, if you're already sitting up, uh, lie down. Lie down. The Rock is not a very good actor. What? <laughs> now, I know he's like, by definition, the best actor in the world. <laughs> right? Because people go, he's going to make the most money. God. Movies oh, make the most money. People go see his movie. Right. Cool. Whoever draws the most money is the best wrestler. I know. Okay. Same for movies. <laughs> Thanks, Al Snow. Um, same for same for chefs. Yeah. You know. Um, Ronald McDonald is the best chef. <laughs> right. <laughs> draws the most money. Well. So the funny thing, right? In this movie, The Rock plays a character called Smolder Bravestone. Okay. And the idea mm. is that he's this muscly man who's like brooding and and smoldering mm. and um the irony is that that's all the rock is good at which is why as you recall when i was watching the fast and furious movies the best ones <laughs> the best ones are when the rock is in it right mm. um and i've just been handed a, a message from natty it says consider this good actors need good parts and people like The Rock to place dumb metal beast. Muscle beast. <laughs> okay. Um, but see, the thing is, in this movie, The Rock isn't playing a muscly... Well, he's muscly now, admittedly. A metal beast. He's not playing the muscle beast who smolders. He plays uh, an awkward teenage boy in the body of The Rock. Mm. and he's not very good at that he's good at you know like if if you've seen the fast and furious movies or or seen clips of it there's a scene of the rock in fast and furious uh seven furious seven where he Mm. he has the big cast on his arm and he busts it off and goes yeah daddy's gotta go to work and he's all muscly and smoldering that's what the rock is good at right yeah yeah what the rock is not really good at is Actual acting. <laughs> okay. The Rock is going to mm. be in The Rock. Um, the Rock is not what you would call a classically trained actor. He's, <laughs> he's a muscly smolder man. Yeah. And that's why in this I didn't think he was very good. Um, on the contrary, I thought Jack Black was very good. Jack Black was probably the best thing about the movie. Because he mm. plays... Uh, a self-absorbed teen girl. And he kind of completely throws himself into the role. He's very funny in it. And weirdly, and this is not what I... This is certainly not what I expected. Kevin Hart kind of plays the straight man in it. Oh. Which is weird because Kevin Hart is usually a a small, screamy clown man. Exactly. 
Yeah. But he's kind of like the most straight of all the characters. Karen Gillan's also very good in it, to be fair. Mm. Um, and so, now I get to the part where I drop the bomb here. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is all right. It's not particularly good. Mm-hmm. But it's also not awful like you might think it would be. Um, for a lot of the movie, I was kind of in the 5 out of 10 range. Uh, it does have a very satisfying ending. It has a, has a, a feel-good ending that I, I was happy, so happy with, in fact, that I bumped it up to like a 6 out of 10. That's kind of where I fall in the end of this movie. It's about a 6 out of 10. Um, not a seven or an eight, as some people might have you believe. Um, it's not as good as the first one, for example. I think the problem with, uh, mm. or one of the many problems with Jumanji is that uh, it's it's obviously set in the jungle, but shot in Hawaii. Yeah. I feel like too many movies these days are shot in Hawaii, and they all look the same. Like your Jurassic World was shot in Hawaii. Jumanji now obviously is Lost, which I watched back in the day. It's not a movie, but I watched back in the day also shot in Hawaii. So these movies are all kind of blend together visually now, and it doesn't make Jumanji, which is theoretically this like fantastical video game world, is just your typical jungle, <laughs> basically. It doesn't exactly go as far as it could go with it. Um also, right? Bobby Cannavale plays the villain uh, of the movie. And the problem is, right, is that Bobby Cannavale is not a real person. He is a video game character in the logic of the movie. And mm. therefore, there's not a real consequence or there's not a real weight to his character. Because you know that he doesn't really exist. Right, right, right. Uh, also in the movie, the characters, the four kids, uh, when they go into Jumanji, they have these tattoos on their wrists, Okay which is like three dark bars, and they're to signify the amount of lives that each of the character has in the video game. And when you mm. die, you respawn with with like one less life, right? Right, right. It's never established, though, the consequence for losing all your lives. The characters just come up with the idea that if you die in the game, you mm. die in real life. But there's not like a scene early on where like a, a tertiary character loses his third life and doesn't come back. You know, the, the characters just say, oh, that's how it must be. And so it is. <laughs> you know, there's no, mm, it, it's not, rules. not only is it not, you know, show but don't tell, but it's, it's the characters, the char- they don't even tell. The characters just, you know, come up with this hypothesis that that's how it works. And so, mm. so it is uh, uh, in a very, very mild spoiler. None of the characters die, so you never find out what are, you never find out what the consequences are. So, if they have this setup right of of the three lives, and no one dies, what was the point of it? I get that it's like a you know a narrative device to yeah. to um, explain character motivations and so on, but for me, you have to have either the scene at the beginning where a, a less important character dies, and you find out through that that that's how the rules are mm. or at the end like a climactic moment where somebody you know sacrifices their final life for the good of the group neither of those things happen yeah or somehow they they use all their lives but then they find a way to get an extra one or something so they don't actually die but you still get some kind of you know payoff yeah not even not even that not even that there is one moment where one of the characters is dying 
Mm. And the life, no joke, the life bar of the wrist starts to like fade like Marty McFly in <laughs> Back to the Future oh, in the God. photograph. And then one of the other characters does CPR on that character and the life from their mm. wrist starts going into the other one's wrist. Uh, again, not explained how that works, but never mind. Um, it is, you know, it's 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 a solid adventure movie more than anything. It's It's not particularly... Mm-hmm. Um, funny, although there are funny moments, especially with Karen Gillan and Jack. There's one scene that's very, very funny. Um, it's just kind of a solid adventure movie. It's uh, it's better than I thought it would be, but it's kind of not exceptional, anyways. The Rock's yeah. not very good in it. For example, he's like the lead character. Um, Kevin Hart's not particularly funny in it. Jack Black and mm. Karen Gillan are. Um. It was okay. It, it it didn't feel like a waste of my time, but at the same time, it's not a movie that I would recommend anybody would go out of their way to see, even if they enjoyed the first one. Oh, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I think it's, it's like fine. my thirty ninth favorite movie of last year or something like that. Oh, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. Uh, there's I'm better doing. movies to watch if you are interested. Shush, um, if you've not seen all of them. Yeah. If you've not seen every movie ever made... Don't start Pop with on Jumanji too. Um, oh, okay, it was alright. It was fine. Well, what, um, it wasn't as good as Boss Baby. Well, what is Paul? What is what is? Or um, the three studios? Boss, ba- Boss Baby, the animated series. Obviously, I've heard that that Netflix. exists. Yeah, I saw it on Netflix. I thought it was the actual movie. And I was no, like, oh, and then what? They got that out quick. I wonder if they got Alec Baldwin to do the. Nah, they got one of the other Baldwins. They got um, Fred Baldwin. <laughs> um, my, Mike Baldwin. Let me just um, see real quick. Um, no, it's it's in fact it's someone called J.P. Carliac. That's not a real name. That's not a real name. Um, I only I, did, I don't think I watched any new movies this week. I rewatched Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah. Uh, because I finally I, f- I forgot that I hadn't watched the Half in the Bag where they review it because because I'd been waiting to watch it. So finally, after like six months, I am um, more than six months, was it eight months or something? I finally watched that review and then watched the movie again. Um, and yeah, it was, it was still a very fun movie. I still wasn't that into the end bit where Michael Keaton's trying to hijack a plane or something. Um, yeah. But most of the movie I enjoyed a lot. I thought uh, it was a great kind of version of Spider Man and a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff. And I liked Tony Stark as the kind of. Uh, you know, Obi Wan character. He was, he was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give that. Yeah, it's the best one, probably. Of the Spider Man movies, really... of, of those. Yeah, of those of the six, I'd probably watch that. Ooh. Of all of them. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the very first one with Tobey Maguire. I think but... Spider. Mm, I think Spider Man Two is probably my favorite one of them. Mm, yeah. Well, as mm. long as we don't say Spider Man Three or the two. Oh no. Uh, no. Andrew Garfield ones. No, 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 no. rubbish. Although rubbish. Nat- Natty, I think, likes the first one, don't you? Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two is dreadful. Is the, oh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man Two is the is worse than Spider-Man Three, as bad as that is a reputation for him. It is. <sighs> it is atrocious. I don't think I bothered watching it actually. It's um, very bad. All I remember about that film is that <laughs> I was trying to get home through Leicester Square, and they had the premiere, and Jamie Foxx was there. And um, I had to take a, a detour to get around. 
that's what that's all my memories of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Did you watch, Thumbs by the down. way, speaking of Half in the Bag? Did you watch the Half in the Bag for Ready Player One? Yes, I thought that was like their worst review. Really, that was like funny, it. but their their actual like mm. you know analysis of the movie I thought was very weak. Yeah, I just didn't find mm. it interesting or clever. Mm. It was just very very surface level. I think that might have been because uh, it was Rich and Mike rather than. Mike and Jay. Oh yeah, that's right. And Mike had read the book. Mike as well. was just droning on about the book for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite yeah, poor. Not to snuff. They are in, not infallible, as it turns out. Come on, lads. Bring it back. Um, so that's all the guffs. I don't think. Oh, I haven't got any emails. No. I haven't had any emails in ages, guys. Come on. Come are on. Show sure the emails work, are working. They are working. <laughs> Yeah, working. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so the whole of WrestleMania season passed by without any uh, emails. Obviously, uh, you guys very into your uh, wrestling at the moment. Too lots busy of watching the lots indie of, wrestling. So it is. Lots of thoughts and comments. And Although, stuff. to be fair, maybe the emails are broken. I do need to have a look. There's going to be 97 emails. I do need to have a little look at it. Um, since there's no emails, I've got a couple of surprises, particularly oh, one uh, for you, Joe. Right? Oh, hell. Um, and this is maybe something that the listeners might be interested in, potentially, I don't know. And it's something that I might work a little bit more on. But I would say about two and a half years ago, I think I might have even mentioned it at the time, but never really established it or, or made it a thing, either on the website or whatever. But uh, about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I made a Redbubble store for the podcast. Mm. right chair shot pod on redbubble and i just uh, just as a test basically i put up one product uh with or, or one design with all the products like t-shirt uh phone case stickers mug and everything and it was yeah. an artwork that you made for csp i'm gonna get the number for you here csp oh, 234, which was PPV cards against humanity. Ah, yes. Right? You made this artwork for us. I got an email in the week after two years and zero publicity. Somebody bought a sticker with your design on it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody bought a PPV cards against humanity sticker. That is brilliant. So God bless that person. <laughs> I don't know if they listened to the podcast. I don't know if they just stumbled across it and thought it was a funny joke. Yeah. But they bought it. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty funny. Um it's a good So could, yeah. the podcast through that made ten cent. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Which I suppose as the artist I kinda owe that to you now, don't I? All of that is mine. That 10 cents is yours. Um, So if people are interested, there's only one design up there at the moment. It it is the PPV Cards Against Humanity shirt or hoodie or iPad case or whatever, or sticker, if you want a sticker. Um, uh, It's redbubble.com slash people slash chair shot pod. Okay, that's the website. If you want to go buy something, 
feel free. I think the prices are uh, are really too high. And I did. I have even put, as you can tell, by the ten cents we made by the sticker. I did put the margin as low as it can be. So mm. it's not like we're making fifty percent on each of these things. It's the red bubble base price plus a tiny slice off the end for, for us. But I couldn't mm. believe it because I I'd, I'd more or less forgotten that this store mm. had existed, and then I got this email red bubble payment i'm like what's this about please find attached payments for your current earnings chair shot pod and it was the sticker maybe it's um someone from cards against humanity and they're going to sue us for copyright (laughs) infringement they just need evidence it's a parody though oh yeah you're right i tell you what it was somebody in the united states and their state their state is new york I don't know that we have any listeners in New York. New York. If we do, Jesus. let us know. God damn it. But I don't know. That's, that's genius. <laughs> think Vince McMahon's got it on his fist. He might do. On his laptop. I, I assume so. So the, the full price for a sticker, by the way, is one euro and seven cents. So it's like a dollar or a pound. Mm. The, ma- the manufacturing fee on that is 97 cents and we make 10 cents off it. Yeah, that's something that happened in the week. I just thought that was nice. I was going to keep it as a little good. surprise for you guys. And uh, we should, uh, we should put up a second design. <laughs> can got, do. We've got some momentum. Well, this is actually I, uh, what happened was I remember I had put up a second design at the time uh, because I thought it was an even better artwork. Was the um, as the police go by, they've heard about our copyright oh. infringement. I put up the. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Scott Steiner here to do the maths. You minus ninety cents. You left with seven cents. But multiply that by two. That's fourteen cents. Take away Barry's cut, because you know he didn't get it. he wasn't involved in that shit at all. Fat asses. <laughs> I put up a second sign which was the um screw job uh artwork with like Oh yeah. Michael Shannon and yeah. Chris Hemsworth, all the actors who are playing the wrestlers involved in the screw job. And uh under underneath each picture, it had the name of the wrestler. So he had Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Uh, that got pulled for copyright infringement by WWE. What? Yeah. So I guess because we 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 used the copyright names on it rather than just it being a design, we had the names. Yeah. Yeah. So that got that got taken down, unfortunately. But yeah, I might go through the old artworks and put some more stuff on because I I had forgotten about it, and there it was. Uh, so redbubble.com slash people slash chair shot pod if you want to have a peep on there get yourself some official chair shot podcast merchandise from May 2016 ooh baby that's big that's good news that's very good Uh, so Um, if if you do want to support the podcast that's the way to do it we don't have a Patreon we I, I was asking for donations recently but if you actually want to buy something and support us, that's how you can do it. And I will give Joe some money of it and not Barry. Mm. Um, mm. This, the second special surprise. Oh, it's got another one. An even better one, right? Is Who's coming out next? On the podcast which we lost, you recall mm. uh, Scott McAvoy emailed in a Dwayne Johnson buster. Oh, which, yeah. By the way, the listeners didn't hear this. Joe got it immediately. <laughs> okay. The clue was something like the app 
Was oh, it? Not the app. Uh, uh, hang on. I remember what it was. Well, no. It was like the program you used to buy that ship trip is Apollo Cruise. It was it was App Low Cruise. Joe, I Joe got it immediately. (laughs) Okay, so because the listeners did not get to hear that, we're gonna play Dwayne Johnson Busters. Yeah, with some brand new clues. Um, Now there is a theme to this. Okay, it is classic wrestlers so it's not Ooh. it's not you know your 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 90s 2000s 2010s it's not necessarily hall of famers but it definitely has that kind of slant okay. to it if that helps okay there are some hall of famers in here but not everybody on the list is necessarily in the wwe hall of fame okay, okay. okay. uh so for those who haven't heard us play dwayne johnson busters before the way it works is i give joe a cryptic clue which is uh, essentially spelling out a wrestler's name. And he has to guess from the clue who is the wrestler. If he can't get it, I can give him the initials and then he can try and work it out. Mm. Uh, mm. The classic one is uh, that place I go to store my tomato ketchup yeah. uh, packets. Yeah. Sachet Bank. Sasha Banks. Um, or what, what was the one Barry likes? Uh, I told the defender to do that to... Thierry, and the answer is Mark Henry. Mark Henry, it's Mark yeah, Henry. it's a good one. Okay. So we got a few new ones here. Some of them are good. Some of them not so good. So uh, I'm joking. They're all good. Okay, first one. All right. So imagine this in your mind's eye. So I'm I'm working. I know it's hard to believe. I'm working out. Okay. So I'm working out, right. lifting weights. Who's working out? Working out, covered in, drenched in sweat. Got one of those really thin tank tops that muscle people wear. Oh yeah, tits yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm working yeah. out. I got yeah. a, I got a sweat on, so I might eat something to like cool me down. What's that? Oh, hang on. So you need what? So you're gonna eat something? To I'm gonna eat. So, I'm too hot. I'm like sweating. I'm warm. I'm overheated. I need something that will like cool me down, take down my temperature. So um, what would you eat? Well, what would you? You wouldn't eat something hot. You'd eat something cold, presumably. So cold, cold, or ice, ice, cold. Yeah, cold. Uh, but I'm working out. That's why I have to eat because I'm lifting these weights. Right. I'm on the treadmill, so, listen to some music, you know. So he's exercising. I'm exercising. It's, 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 it's something cold. Yeah. Because um, you know the way sometimes you go to a gym and they sell like snacks yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. might have something that would yeah. cool you down a bit. Yeah, so... Ooh. I've got no idea. <laughs> Do I have the initials? Give me the initials. Give me the initials. The initials are JC. JC. Yeah, it's not John ah, C. Jim Jim Cornet. It is Jim Cornet. Very good. Oh, I never would have got Cornet for something cold. <laughs> well, I've just written down here. This is gonna really be the worst. I've written down here Jim Cornetto. <laughs> oh you could have said something. I don't know. Ice cream cone. Uh, like a strawberry. I didn't mm, want to give it away. Yeah, that'd been too obvious. All right, that was all right. That one kind of works, but 
yeah, the clue was shit. <laughs> so I'm going to say that one. And that's Jim Cornette. Okay, Jim Cornetto. Okay. Cornetto, I don't know if they have Cornettos. Cornetto in the UK is like a, a pre-packaged ice cream cone, essentially. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Delicious. All right, second clue. Uh, look at that woman's leg bit, right? You know, the woman, a woman has a leg with two legs, mm. and there's a bit of the leg that bends. Look at that bit, my boy. Look at that bit. Look at that woman's leg bit, my boy. Uh, her knee. Let's see. Her knee lad. Her knee lad! <laughs> He's got it immediately. Yes! That's, that's Ernie lad. <laughs> that's a good one. That one works. Oh, big cat. Big cat, Ernie lad. All right. This one... This one involves a little bit of gymnastics. Um, oh, gosh. I'll give you... A sh- it's a short clue, though. So this is not one that I'll embellish too much. That shrub has disappeared. That shrub has disappeared. Um, that shrub... This is maybe a more obscure one. This one, it's not. It's not that your sh- Hulk Hogan. That shrub uh, has disappeared. That shrub is gone. Gone. Plant. Plant gone. Bush. Bush gone. Bushwhackers. Right. It's not bushwhackers. Uh, bush. Uh, um. Gone, it's vanished, it's away. Bush, 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 gone. Hmm. I think I'm going to need the initials for this one. The initials on this one are VG. 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 It's a, it's a classic wrestler. It's a classic wrestler. <clears throat> um, Vinny gone. Is well, I tell you what, you're not a million miles away with the second word. It's not Vinny. Van Gogh. Well, you, you, Van... you're actually changing the last word now. Van Gogh. <laughs> You're so close. Van. The listeners are shouting it out at home. <laughs> what Van v- Shrub? Shrub. What's it's an- a shrub? What's another name for a shrub that might begin with a v- v- noise? Well, maybe more of a f- than a. V- a, f- a f- a foliage. <laughs> Mick foliage. Would that be a good one? <laughs> <laughs> um, a fuss sound to describe a bush. Well, I, I didn't say a bush. I said a shrub. But okay. A, f- a fern. Fern, fern gone. Fern gone. Fern gone. It's fern gone. 
God, that was... That is correct, Jim. Piece of, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> Fern Gagne. <laughs> that was a bit of a stretch. I'll give you that one. Um, you've still got... You've got everyone so far, though. Fucking hell. Stu Hart didn't stretch any people that fucking far, man. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's a, an easy one to, to break us back in here. Uh, that is not Morty. It's the other one. Uh, Rick. Um, Ricky Morton. Where'd the Morton bit come from, Joe? What's that? I don't know. It's not Ricky Morton. <laughs> Now say it again. That's not Morty. It's yeah. the other one. So what is he? Rick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the initial is not going to help you here. Ricky Dozen. <laughs> Rick. Rick Flair. Keep going. Ricky Steamboat. No, but you're adding stuff that is not in the clue. Yeah, that's why I'm confused. None of us. All I'm getting is all I'm getting is Ricky or Rick. <laughs> Ricky or Rick will both work, even though the character is not called Ricky. Rick. Ricochet. Oh, you're so close! You're so close. It sounds a bit like Ricochet, but it's not. It's one word, yeah. Imagine if you pronounced ricochet slightly differently. Ricochet. <laughs> imagine if <laughs> imagine if ricochet was a four hundred pound Samoan man. Uh, Rikishi. <laughs> Rikishi. That was where's the Ishi bit. Rick, is he? Um, well, no. No. Also, that's not really that's a bit modern. Yeah, when you said Ricky, I was thinking, oh, I should have done something about Ricky Gervais and his recent transphobic comments. And Ricky She. Ricky She. Yeah. Or I could have said, just put some, put some cotton in your mouth and say Ricochet. <laughs> And then you'll get it. So that was Ricky She. New mm. NXT superstar. Uh, and then last one. So if I was if I were Superman, Joe, which I'm not, but if if I were Superman and I got married, I might have this on my finger. Ring, the ringmaster. Well, what about the Superman part? You, forgot, you missed all that bit. If I, if I was Superman, and I do mean I, so me, me, okay, not 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 the general I, but if I was Superman, if I was Superman, and I got married, I might have this in my finger. Um, Paul Ellering. Very, oh my god, he just got it like that! He just got it like that! <laughs> the hell I got that? Hang on, what? 
Paul Ellerin. Because what's, I don't even get it. What's Superman's name? What's the real name? Not Clark Kent, but his real oh, name. Oh, L. Kal El. Oh, Kal El. So if I was Superman, I'd be Paul L. And I'd have a ring. Paul L. ring. Oh, my God. That was good. Oh, God. I love that you, you don't understand it. You still got it. I know. I got it just from Paul Ring. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to give you a four on that, a four and a half on that one, because the, the Rikishi one I kind of had to give you. But you got the yeah. other four. It's pretty good. Um, so wow. there's your classic that Dwayne was, Johnson Busters. Da, 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 that was da, good. Da, da. That was good. Um, oh, God. That, well, that was two great surprises. Um, so thanks for <laughs> One that good four. surprise and hey. one... Less good just, surprise. I mean, the, let's just say they're both surprises. <laughs> Leave it at that, really. They were. Um, all, all we've got left to talk about is the wrestling. Yeah. Um, I have not watched anything this you, week. Are you tired out after the uh, yeah. WrestleMania yeah. takeover? Shim, was it Shimmer oh, or Shine you watched? Shimmer, Shimmer and Ring all of, of that. Honor yeah. and... Oh. oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, luckily you still uh, have me. Hello. To keep you up to date with all watch, the wrestling stuff. Because I watched 29 uh, minutes long this week in WWE. The only way is up. Ooh. Um, news story number one. So we mentioned this. John Cena and Nikki Bella have broken up. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what else we can say. I mean, it always seemed like a kind of odd relationship that only existed for... Well, John Cena seems like a very odd man. Papers. He is a very odd man, John Cena. Um. Yeah. On one hand, he's quite funny. On the other hand, he seems like a robot. What a week he's had, by the way. One of the weirdest mm. storylines ever, leading to a hideous match at WrestleMania. Mm. And then he broke up with Nikki Bella, whose real name is apparently Stephanie Nicole Garcia Colas. Yeah. Is a mouthful. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's weird. I mean, she's not, um, you know, on TV At the much moment. anymore, is she? No, well, neither, so, is, neither is John Cena, to be fair. <laughs> John Cena. So, I don't know. I don't know how it affects things, but yeah. I mean, obviously, John Cena's doing all his movies now. Blockers. It does mean, sadly, that John Cena and Daniel Bryan aren't brothers-in-law anymore, which I think we can all agree is a, quite the tragedy. Well, I mean, that gave us one of our all-time great CSP artworks. With the, the, the three-way hug where you edited out one of them. Oh, oh yeah. I need yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that from the wedding? I'm not sure if it's from a wedding. It's from some night out. Or just from, yeah. Let me hunt this down real fast. Um, What number CSP would that have been about, would you, would you say? Oh, geez, just anywhere between 200 and 300. Well, I would say between 100 and 200. Uh, no, I'm after seeing a, a episode at work from the late 90s. Uh, Danny Bryan still has short hair in it. So we're going way mm. back here. We, we back in the way back machine. Luckily on ChairShotPodcast.com, I have all the artworks mm. in one big like gallery. Uh, CSP 131. Why me? Uh, which is called Will. It's the toy show. And you have uh, on one side... Funnily enough, the person who's edited out of it is Nikki Bella. But you, you have uh, Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella, and then 
going in from behind for the the back hug is uh, is John Cena. So that's a very uh, appropriate callback there, the fact that she's out. And then, funnily enough, we mentioned that already um, on this episode. 133, so just two weeks later, was our screw job artwork. Mm. And maybe maybe I can put up the uh, the Daniel Bryan, John Cena, <laughs> Brie Bella on Redbubble. We'll see how long before that gets pulled. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the the reality is... When it comes to the John Cena and Nikki Bella story, don't really give a shit. <laughs> but it's a thing that yeah, happened. it's a thing that happened. Don't particularly um, care. I mean, it's it's we'll, we'll obviously see. sad for those involved, but John Cena has always come off as a bit of a weird, strange man, and Nikki Bella kind of, kind of a vapid, uninteresting woman. Can I say that? Yeah, I think you can. You just did. So, um, speaking of Cena. So I was reading uh, the old Wrestling Observer um, newsletter. Right. Um, yeah, old Dave was talking about the, the Undertaker-Cena match. Oh, speaking um, of, I need to add that to the rundown. What that? Dave Meltzer going mental with the stars lately. Meltzer of stars. On, Give anyway. Dave stars. Um, so apparently Undertaker, basically, they knew he couldn't really go for any extended period of time. So the whole angle was to kind of not disappoint people by making them expect a real match, um, which kind of shits on the idea that we thought maybe they were just, you know, doing something a bit different and a bit risky. Uh, no, <laughs> they were just trying to you know, dampen expectations but, of a, a mean, senior Undertaker match. Which kind of makes you wonder why do it? Why do it? Because they did the whole Undertaker retirement storyline last year. Yeah. Why bring him out of retirement? If maybe they thought he could work a match, like they they they're working around expectations that they themselves created by involving the Undertaker at all. Yeah, no one, no one would have you know been surprised if he didn't come back. So it's just kind of bizarre, and you know Cena ends up looking like well, I mean, I guess it doesn't really affect Cena that much, but having a having a shitty match, I'd rather have seen him you know wrestle wrestle someone good. He probably would have had a really good match. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that was that. Um, some we had the Raw and the SmackDown, of course, after mm. after Mania. A lot of debuts. Too many. There were. I think. Yeah, returns, debuts, are plenty. Ross, two, who was there? Well, was on it? Raw we had two returns that I can think of off the top of my head. Obviously, Jeff Hardy back from his injury yeah. and drunk driving, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I did a big suplex on Elias. Uh, in terms of debuts from NXT, you had the Authors of Pain, who are apparently going their separate ways from Paul L. Ring. Uh, you also had No Way Jose, doomed mm. to flounder up there, as he was in NXT, to be fair, so it's a very odd call-up. It seems like nowadays they're calling people up just based on their length of tenure, as opposed to whether they're actually any good <laughs> any good yeah. um and you had ember moon who i think is that's a little early to call her up if anything i, I expect that she'll still be on nxt for mm. another little while um then on smackdown you had page announced as the new general manager since daniel bryan is no longer doing it which kind of i mean it's happy to see daniel bryan back wrestling but he was very good as a general manager and he kind of that was 
almost the identity SmackDown had was with Jeremy mm. Dan Bryan in the role. So it's strange to see someone else. So Paige is new SmackDown general manager. And the only debuts, as far as I can recall, on SmackDown were the Iconics, which is the new name of the iconic duo of yeah. Peyton Royce. So if you listen to Brian Alvarez's radio shows, get ready for a week after week of Peyton Hoyce. And uh, Billy Kay, the two Australian ladies. I suspect yeah. that they probably were renamed potentially to add more people to the group in future. Because Iconic Duo is very much two people, whereas Iconics mm. can maybe become a bigger group in time. I don't know. Yeah, I see. So let's just quickly segue out of the Iconics, because that leads me on to what I consider, no hyperbole here, by the way, no joke here, by the way, what I consider to be the new worst segment of all time. Now, Joe, <laughs> you know that I quite often will go to the well of uh, saying that things are the best segment of all time, and I do that a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, all the way back to the she- that Seamus Randy Orton segment that one time, which I proclaimed. Oh, that famous segment. The yeah. best. Um, I think that this was the worst segment of all time. Um, worse than... Uh, coach chasing around Hornswoggle on like a petty farthing, worse than oh. Hornswoggle running through the painted wall and Carlito running into the wall after him, worse than Vince McMahon making Trish Stratus strip down and bark like a dog, um, worse than Mae Young getting her prosthetics out, worse than The Undertaker carving his wrists open and making Midian drink the blood. Uh, I could go on and on. Have you seen the segment I'm talking about, Joe? From SmackDown. You, well, you mentioned um, you saw no wrestling this week. No, I don't think so. I am, of course, talking about the segment in which Carmella cashed in her Money in the Bank contract. If you've mm. not seen it, I recommend you have a look just to see how bad this was. In fact, Joe, I would even recommend you look up the segment on YouTube now. Carmella Perfect. cashes in Money in the Bank. I'm going to look it up myself as well and do live commentary over it. Okay. Mm. So here I go. Oh no, I don't want I don't want the WWE.com one. I want the uh I want the YouTube edition. So I have one here. I have the the iconics are are standing in the ring. They're what they've done here beforehand, by the way, is they've taken Charlotte, attacked her, power bombed her outside of the ring, and made a big impact. That was good. I have no problem with that part of the segment, okay? What right. happens though? Is as they're leaving, Carmella's music plays F A B. You know the rest, right? She comes. U-L-O-U-S. She comes running out with her briefcase. She grabs the referee, Mike Chioda. She picked the wrong one, I'm afraid. Throws him into the ring. She goes in after and goes, "Cash it in! I want to cash in the money in the bank." And the ref's like, "Wait, what? You you want to cash what what?" And she's like, "Cash it in! Cash it in!" And he's like, but wait, huh? <laughs> you want to do what with this? Get in the money in the bank! And the ref goes to cash it in. And then turns around again and goes, wait, what? what, you, what is, this means you get a match? What happened? And the ref is so stupid and such a dumbass. I bet this ref, Mike Kyoto, by the way, I haven't lo- you know, checked it back, but I bet you he's been the referee responsible for at least 10 cash-ins. 
Why suddenly yeah. does he not know how it works? Why suddenly when a wrestler comes down and gives him the briefcase, is he like, wait, what? Wait, wait, you, you're catching in the, the, wait, the briefcase get, mean you get the match? She then kicks Charlotte and gets the pin, right? The crowd go mad because they've obviously seen it winning the bank. And this is what infuriates me is, okay, first of all, the referee, I don't, what is he doing? He's, uh, huh? Wait, do, do, the rest just, his brain falls out. He doesn't know what he's doing, right? <laughs> Secondly, the crowd are loving this, all right? Now, what's happened here? This is, we're going to look back at this in like 10 years as the moment that smarks were so smarky, they went the whole way around the circle and became marks again, right? Smarks are the new marks. Because what happened here is the crowd are... This is the Raw after Mania, or excuse me, the SmackDown after Mania crowd. So, of course, they're loving mad stuff, right? This, this mm. is the crowd who apparently hates Roman Reigns, likes Daniel Bryan. No, no, no. As most crowds do, but this one's particularly. Here's the point, okay? Carmella is bad, <laughs> okay? Carmella... Uh, yeah. Carmella is not good. <laughs> this is not a good thing that's happening, is that Carmella has won the belt. Because she, not to put too fine a point on it, <laughs> Carmella sucks, okay? Shit. She is, she is shit, okay? Now, this is the same crowd who will boo Roman Reigns, okay? Who, for the record, is good, <laughs> okay? Carmella is not good at anything. Her promos are not good. Her matches are not good. She is not good, in essence. And the crowd are loving it. The crowd are cheering that this happened. This is like if I try to think of who is the worst wrestler on the roster, like who, who would be on about the same level. This is like if Baron Corbin cashed in the money in the bank on uh, John Cena, right? And the crowd are going mad for Baron Corbin, who is not good. Okay, so the segment here, okay, badly. Done. I don't. I still don't know to this moment. What? Why is the referee for? Let me. Let me just count it out. I've got to go back in the clip here. From the moment she gives him the briefcase to the moment of the match that he actually. Okay, let's count. From the moment she gives him the briefcase to the moment he gives the briefcase to the the ring announcer. Okay. Mm. So the referee now has the briefcase in his hand at, at one oh oh seven of the clip I'm watching here. Okay. Still has it in his hand. It's been ten seconds already. He's still pointing at it, arguing with Carmel. He doesn't know what's happening. He's turning around again. It's now been 20 seconds. The referee still is holding the briefcase. Mm. And now he reaches out. And he's still holding on to it, though. So it's at least... Okay, we, we actually don't see because it cuts away. But the referee is still holding on to the briefcase in some form for 30 seconds after Carmella has given it to him. What is he doing? Why does he not understand what the money in the bank is? Did he have a concussion? Was the referee in some sort of accident? Does he have amnesia? Is this, is this a super subtle storyline that we have just not caught on to yet? Mm-hmm. Why does the referee not know what money in the bank is anymore? <laughs> Why is he confused by it? He knows that Carmella has it. She won the match at whatever it was, money in the bank. She's handing it to the referee and is screaming in his face to cash it in. And he is befuddled by this. He does not know what to do with this. So, I mean, if you haven't got it by now, I fucking hated this segment. It was so bad in every aspect. The crowd were bad. 
The ref was unbelievably black. I can't even talk. I'm so mad about it. It was the worst segment ever. It was so, so mm. bad. And also, not to mention, right? Carmella is cashing in on Charlotte, who just two days before beat Oscar by the title and defended it against oh, Oscar and broke the streak. Oh, no. Oh, what a way no. to follow that up, eh? Have her lose to Carmella. And the money in the bank anyway. And this is not news to any of us. You, me, and Barry have always, for the last few years, have been on the same page here. The money in the bank as a concept is so played out by now. Yeah, total bollocks. It's it's a way for them to put the title on somebody uh, without writing a storyline, basically. Yeah. How do we... Is that, someone... it's, it's giving uh, someone an excuse to lose as well. Yeah. It was when it began back in 2005, 2006, a really interesting, really clever idea. Okay. Mm. You can harken back to Edge cashing in and that being part of his character, right? He was the ultimate opportunist. We yeah. then had Rob Van Dam. He cashed it in at, at One Night Stand. It was like a thing. It was, it was a clever storyline uh, tool, like a narrative tool, right? Yeah. Now, for the last decade, Money in the Bank has been a thing straight out of, like, 2000 WCW, where it's a way to do a reset without it being transparently a reset. But that's what it is. It's a way for them, without writing a storyline, without having an angle, to just switch the belt from one person to another person. Mm. And I don't like it. And I haven't liked it for a while. I don't like it one bit. And I especially didn't like this one. Um, this was so fucking stupid. What is the referee doing? Why does he not understand what he's the back is? Oh, my God. Anyway, so that's my rant for this week about this one segment, which was so bad. I, I need a smoke. Someone give me a cigarette. It wasn't too much else notable, I don't think, from Moral Smackdown was there. Um, well, they had so the main event of SmackDown was AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, which is a hell of a match to give away on a SmackDown. Oh, fair enough, the SmackDown after Mania and Paige's first tonight as GM, and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura interfered. And mm. I really like him as a heel. I must say, I like the way he carries himself. He came out and beat, yeah. beat up both Bryan yeah. and Styles. So. Maybe a backlash, we might get a nice little triple threat match. Nakamura, Brian, Styles. Yes, Hello. please. I'll have uh, yes, a slice of that. Thank you very much. Sounds good, baby. Um, so, speaking of Meltzer, which we were a second ago, did you? what did you think of the Star Rings for NXT and the WrestleMania? Um, so let me just open up the old, uh, I've got it here in front of me. If I can find it, where are you, you bastard? There we go. Um, uh, right. So, what old Davey Boy's done there, he's only given five bloody stars to two matches. <laughs> On takeover. On takeover. Yeah. So... The ladder match, which I kind of thought he would, because he, he pretty much said on on the podcast that it was like the best ladder match, probably one of the best multi man ladder matches he's ever seen. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, fairly obviously it was going to get five stars, uh, and it was a great match. As I said, I hate ladder matches, but I, this one was fantastic. So, yeah. 
can't fault him there. Um, he gave the women's match three and a quarter, which seems fair. Uh, the tag match three and a quarter, which again is fair. Uh, the title match four and a quarter, which you know, I'm not a massive fan of Almas to be honest. Right. Um, I know people like him. He's, he's had some good matches. Something about him, I just don't doesn't quite click with me. Um, maybe he'll grow on me, but but yeah. Anyway, that was that was a good match. And then the the epic main event, Gargano and Ciampa. Uh, he also went the big the big five. Big five ski. Uh, yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, with with the storyline they've told and the matches they've had, very well deserved. So that's two in a row for Gargano. I'll take over. Yeah, single single go for three in a row. Ooh, depends who they put him Ooh. in with. That's the thing. Probably Champa again. You would you would assume. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this. Well, that was their first like match since the Cruiserweight Classic. I was think it was certainly the first match of this feud because Gargano's been injured though, or Champa's been injured though. That's true, but this felt so final. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe a little break. What I found interesting about this was how often I've seen a match in WWE and thought mm. must be five stars and Meltzer every time has been like four and a half four and three missing, missing that little je ne sais quoi um, Undertaker Michaels uh, did Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle get four and three quarter as well from WrestleMania 21 I think it might have yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then on this show, which, to be fair, I didn't think any of the matches were five stars. <laughs> it gets two. I, and again, I understand that its ratings are subjective. No, 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 no. It just seems so weird that, like, so many of the, like, what people would, would refer to now as the all-time great WWE matches, a lot of them didn't get five stars. And to be fair, I don't know in a year's time, how many people are even going to remember this ladder match happened? Oh, I don't know about that. It was pretty good. It was. I think I, I, I don't remember my ratings for it, but I think I went like an 8 out of 10 for the ladder match, uh, a 9 out of 10 for Gargano Ciampa, and I think an 8 for Black Elmas as well. Like, they were very good, but I, I, I mean, at I mean, no I mean, point I mean, watching that ladder match did I think that this would be a 5 stars. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not... A memorable match doesn't have to be necessarily a five star, and a five star doesn't necessarily have to be a memorable match. That's true. I mean, he also gave five stars to, I think there was like CM Punk, Samoa Joe, uh, one hour, 60 minute draw. Yeah. In Ring of Honor, they gave five stars to. I mean, I don't know how many people would, you know, pick that on a list of five star matches. <laughs> that, that'd be just, a, you know, that might be a good quiz for someday. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's 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 I guess it comes down to the you know the context of the match and the how he feels at the time. One it's thing I do enough. like about it is the kind of the by effect of the match. That's not a word. I know. What am I trying to say? What the uh, I guess the 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 repercussions of him having given this five stars means that there are quite a lot of wrestlers now on the NXT roster who have had a five star match. Uh, Lars Sullivan, for example. Uh, Killian <laughs> Dane has had a five-star match. EC3 has had a five-star match. Um, Adam Cole, of course. 
Ricochet, of course. And uh, Velveteen Dream has had a five star match. So I, quite, yeah. I just find that quite quite nice. That's always like the nice side of it is that you have these wrestlers mm. who you would typically not think. Lars Sullivan's never going to have a five star match in his career, is he? And there are people who who have never had a five star match, but Lars Sullivan has one. It's kind of the uh, you know Stephen Gerrard never won the Premier League. Anderson's got <laughs> a couple of medals. <laughs> Very true, very true. Sometimes it's a, it's a team sport. Sometimes, yeah. Um, 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 yeah. And on on the main show, um, I think two notable: Flair Asuka, He went four stars, uh, which I think is very fair. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the mixed tag four and a quarter best match of the night, which again quite fair. I mean, I think mostly. You know, I think his ratings were more or less on on the nose for for the main show. Apart certainly, from, apart from AJ Nakamura and the main event, my opinion, which he went three and three quarter stars. That match was boring. And then the main event, he gave three, three. That's weird which, as well. for the record, right? Still would have won me a burger. <laughs> think about that. That match was not good. That was not a burger winning match. Come on. Well, apparently it was. Scored the big Dave. <laughs> imagine that imagine if this was the year we did the burger bet and I'm sitting there watching that match going oh my god I'm down a burger baby <laughs> in, in tears and there <laughs> Wednesday oh, yeah. morning ah. oh man uh, um, and then one more story to, to close out the show uh, Rusev who was supposed to be against the Undertaker in a casket match at the Greatest Royal Rumble? I keep forgetting what it's called. I keep calling it the best yeah, the Royal Rumble. Rumble. The greatest Royal Rumble. Great meaning big. Rusev out. Jericho in. <sighs> That's interesting. It's annoying. Annoying? Yeah. In what sense? I want to see Rusev versus Undertaker. Oh, I mean, you you saw the match already. Uh, Joe, it was at WrestleMania, but John Cena did it. Yeah, but I wanted to Rusev to this match, Undertaker against whoever is going to be a, a six-minute match where Undertaker does all his moves and wins. That's what the match is going to be. Mm. So I'm 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 going into this Undertaker match having come off the the heels of WrestleMania. There, rock bottom expectations. Oh, and by the way. In Jumanji 2, The Rock did a rock bottom and the people's eyebrow. Because in Good. 2018, we still need to be reminded that The Rock was a wrestler. Good. But um, um, weird how this has kind of happened, though. Yeah. It's a bonkers show. I'm quite looking forward to it. Just to kind of see what happens, really. I mean, the, ca- um, the card as of now is... Um, there's going to be a WWE Championship match, a United States Championship match, and a Cruiserweight Championship mm. match. Those have not been announced yet. You have the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Bludgeon Brothers against the Usos. You have Cesaro and Sheamus versus either the Revival or Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, which will be determined on Raw. Seth Rollins defending against The Miz, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe in a ladder match. Dave, get your stars at the ready. The Undertaker versus Chris Jericho in a casket match. John Cena versus Triple H. 
Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns for the Universal title in a steel cage match and a 50-man Royal Rumble. This show is going to be 10 hours long, unless these matches are like so. three minutes. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, this is the real WrestleMania. Well, it's, it. it's, remember the, the, the Royal Rumble this year, which I thought was quite good, mm. the Royal Rumble from the last few years. Like, think of your favorite Royal Rumble, like 1992, 2001. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. Forget all them. This is the greatest Royal Rumble. Well, it's, it's right there in the name. Um, Absolutely. You can't argue with that. And 50, 50 man, that's more than, that's 10 more than there's ever been. Yeah. So. It's like almost you know, as match. much as two Royal Rumble matches. Yeah. Two, two for the price of one. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I imagine the, the Sheik or whatever they have in the Sultan or whatever. <laughs> God. What an absolute oil. I thought you meant the Iron No, not the Iron Sheik. Sheik. What, the, what, what have they in Saudi Arabia? What's the, what's the name of the leader? The king? King King, king Abdullah. Oh, it is. It's the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Oh, no, Arabia. wait. They've got, yeah, they've got a new king now. It's called King Salmon. King Salmon. Like, yeah. the, like the fish. Yeah. I can just imagine the negotiations between him and Vinnie Mac. You know setting this show up where it's like mm. 30 men is not enough we have to have the biggest Royal Rumble and Vince is like okay we'll, we'll do 40 men no I see you did 40 men in 2011 <laughs> this will have you 50 <laughs> men Rio wins this match <laughs> and now he does not even show up on the TNA pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm very disappointed. We'll call it, you know, the war. No, he's great. <laughs> you must correct. You must write this wrong. I pay you twenty-seven million dollars. You call it like I want. I and Roman Reigns must go over. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. I love it. Oh, oh, we will do another nine eleven. I mean, whoops, we didn't do the last nine eleven. That was someone else. That was not us. Anyway, here is, more, here is some money. I was gonna say we we just went straight into actually doing the Iron Sheik. Then you went and did my eleven joke. If Iron Sheik's in there, he's winning. I'll make you he, he couldn't go over the top in two thousand one, so I don't know. I don't think he's doing it now. Anyway, I changed my mind. I don't like Rusev. Oh wait a minute, no. Anyway, he's Iranian anyway. So he's a Chris Jericho in the casket match now. I pay you $50 million. You do what I tell you, McMahon. They wouldn't let him in Saudi Arabia. Who, <sighs> the Sheik? Because he's Iranian. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Unless he maybe he should pretend to be Iraqi or something. I don't know. I what about... Sure. I'm trying to think. What about uh, like Davari? The, uh, the one who's currently on the roster. Arya Davari. Uh, um, or Mustafa Ali. Yeah... Who I, I was right. I, I was about to call Muhammad Ali, which is a boxer. <laughs> oh, that is a very famous boxer. Who <laughs> is not WWE cruiserweight. Mm. He's Pakistani, apparently, or of Pakistani descent. Is oh, that's all right. Uh, Arya Davari. Let me look up him real fast. Who I, I just absolutely butchered his name. He is uh, Persian. Where is Persia? That's Iran. Iran, yeah, Iran, Afghanistan, over that way. All right, uh, of course, no women on the show, but you do have Undertaker 
in a casket match, which will go four minutes long. Um, so there you go. Anyway, that's uh, um, that's, yeah, that's the news. Um, that's, that's apparently, news. Rusev, by the way, uh, on TMZ Sport, the, uh, did an interview, and the headline, although I believe it uh, was actually not a quote from him. They put the the title as WWE's Lana's Lana and Rusev. Rusev's gonna retire Undertaker, crush his old ass. Yeah, I which, don't know. Uh, which apparently yeah. was actually not said in the video. And then M- Michelle McCool responded to the tweet, saying, "Had to listen to see if crush his old ass was actually said." Mm. Guess some people are smarter than others. Um. Wonder if that had anything to do with Rusev being mysteriously taken out of the match. Possibly. I don't know. Anyway, they did they did a Lana tweet where Lana said that she had asked for him to be taken out. I don't know what the deal is. Um, Meltzer anyway reported on his website with a very curt, the Rusev stuff is all storyline. I'm going to make a prediction. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the prediction show, but I'm going to make a prediction nevertheless. I'm going to predict that, uh, despite this allegedly being storyline, uh, Rusev is going to be absolutely buried over the next month <coughs> yeah. or so. He'll lose yeah. every match he has. The whole Rusev Day thing will be not even mentioned. And uh, probably it is because of this TMZ thing, <laughs> to be fair. So... Oh. That's everything I think we uh, have. Let's, we're, we're done for the week. We're done for the week. Let's actually do some plugs because I feel like most weeks Hello. we don't do them. So let's plug our stuff, right? Plug, 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 plug. Um, uh, buy our stickers on Redbubble. What's the link again, Joe? Uh, Redbubble.com slash ChairShotPod. So, uh, oh, does that work? Let me test it out. Or just search Cheshire. Oh, I misspelled Redbubble. Hang on. Rebubble does not work. Rebella. Now, redbubble.com slash people slash chair shot pod. If you do want to buy a sticker or anything like that. We'll try and get some more designs up there, I suppose. If people do want to buy a t-shirt, I don't know. I'm a big t-shirt wearer, so I wouldn't mind to... I don't know why in two years, by the way, I never bought myself one. I put it up and it was never like, hmm, buy a t-shirt for myself. So go to redbubble.com slash people slash chairshotpod. Go to chairshotpodcast.com for all your uh, CSP needs. We have a, a the entire back catalog is up on there. We have also the ability to email us, which uh, maybe doesn't work at the moment. I'll investigate that. Or maybe all y'all too busy watching Joey Janela. Uh, we have all the artworks up on there. I actually have another series on there, which I don't think people know about, called Dirty Laundry, which I actually interviewed you oh, yeah. on once, Joe. Yeah, two-part. Two-part. If you want to hear uh, Dirty Laundry, it's not linked to on the homepage, so you're going to have to do some digging. That's like an Easter egg. It is on there. It's chairshoppodcast.com something. Have a dig around if you want to hear me interview Joe about... Uh, mm. essentially what that show is about is uh, the real people behind like internet forum 
personalities. Mm. That's what the show essentially is. I might do another run of them soon. I've been thinking about it lately, but we shall Ooh. see. Um, go to youtube.com, Chairshot Podcast as well. There's lots of old clips up there, as well as a full two-hour video episode we did one time when Joe and Barry were staying over here with me in Ireland. We're on Stitcher as well, chairshotpodcast.com slash Stitcher. Uh, there's a few bl- old blog entries I digged out or dug out of the old uh, archive I put up on there, chairshotpodcast.com slash blog. Uh, and of course, go to twitter.com slash chairshotpod, twitter.com slash griftannon for Joe, who tweets a lot more than I do. Uh, I'm a chairshot. I'm not a chairshot, in fact. I'm at twitter.com slash paulgriffincsp, and Barry is at twitter.com slash thebarrylad, but he tweets too much. So you might you might follow him, and yeah. then unfollow when it's you, over. You click click the see less often button. Click follow, and immediately turn off retweets and click mute. Yeah, mute. Um, and then also on Facebook, facebook.com slash chairshotpodcast. We also post stuff on there. So that's all the places where we we post our stuff. Um, buy a sticker, buy a T-shirt, whatever. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's it for today, Joe. That's that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week, hopefully with Barry Lad joining us. Uh, ready for another five star classic, brother? Uh, until then, thank you. It's good night from me. It's good night from Paul. Good night. <laughs>